Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Saturday Mailbag Show, KBS Listener's Lounge, coming to you from Seoul, the capital of South Korea. It's Saturday, March 11th, 2017, and as always, we've got the latest listeners' letters, messages, and reports we receive from you coming right up. So please stay tuned. I'm Emily Jennings. And I'm Kim Ji-yeon, and we'll be right back. Hi, Emily. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. How was your week? It was an interesting week. Pretty hot and cold mm-hmm. all throughout the week, but not too bad. And luckily, I haven't got sick at all. Touch wood. Mm. How about you? I can't say the same for myself. I actually did catch a cold earlier in the week, and I think I'm slowly recovering. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear you got a cold, but of course, it's good to hear that you are getting better. Mm. And it must have been that fickle weather that got you sick. I think so, too. As you mentioned, it was a little bit crazy. Mm-hmm. We had a bit of a roller coaster ride of a weather past week. It was mild and nice last weekend, mm-hmm. so I did get to spend some time with the dogs outdoors. Oh, nice. And then it was frigid cold earlier in the week, and uh, I did see a little bit of snow for too. about five minutes uh, yeah <laughs> for about five minutes twice i think <laughs> and then it warmed up quite a bit again toward the end although it was still kind of cold in the mornings and uh, you know it was all in all quite confusing yes it's been very strange so last weekend when it was warm i was wearing a normal jacket mm-hmm. and now i'm back into my parka right so it's just very confusing and it's impossible to know what to wear especially when you're leaving in the morning time no matter what you wear it's either too cold in Mm. the morning or too hot in the afternoon. Afternoon, exactly. And of course, the daytime high and the morning low temperatures are still all over the place. And actually, our monitor, Ashraful Islam, had asked us in one of his emails this week what kind of weather and temperature we're seeing now in Korea. So I guess it could be a good time to answer him now. Right. So today, the predictions were one degree Celsius for the morning low, although it felt a lot lower than Mm -hmm. that, and then 14 degrees Celsius for the daytime high here in Seoul. So that's a 13 degrees difference in one single day. Right. And if you're looking at the weather app and you uh, scroll down a little bit, mm-hmm. sometimes it says feels like mm-hmm. even colder right. than that temperature because the wind is quite strong. But for anyone who uh, works in Fahrenheit, that would be 33 to 57 degrees in Fahrenheit. And, of course, it's a bit cooler up north, for instance, in Chuncheon, which is a little more east than the north. Uh, The morning low was projected to be minus 3 degrees today, with the daytime high at 14 degrees Celsius. And down below in Busan, it's a bit warmer, with temperatures ranging from 6 to 16 degrees Celsius. And in Jeju, it's 6 to 15 degrees Celsius. Well, according to the forecast, the weather is likely to stay more or less unchanged for at least the next week. So that's good news. At least no surprise cold snaps. Yes, I am really happy to hear that because I was wondering if it was going to happen again. Mm. Hopefully this week or was the last mm-hmm. of the cold snaps. And also there is no precipitation in the forecast either. So that's an added bonus. But it does still get quite 
windy now and then, so I think it's probably still a good idea to dress warm. Mm, and still, you know, bring up a scarf. And uh, like we were saying before, the wind chill makes a huge difference even in spring, maybe even more so in spring. Right, especially if you're in the shade. Mm-hmm. It's very, very chilly. Well, I do hope it gets warmer soon, and I really hope that you're feeling all better soon too. Thank you very much. I am already feeling much better than I did earlier in the week. Um, I mean, at least my throat's not sore anymore, although it does sound still a little bit sore, of course. But um, yeah, I am feeling much better. Thank you. Good. Well, you should get lots of rest this weekend and, of course, drink lots and lots of water. For sure. But for now, it's time for the letters and reports of the week. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. So stay tuned. You're listening to KBS Listener's Lounge on KBS World Radio. It's time now for us to take a look at the listener letters and reception reports. As usual, we've received some lovely handwritten, typed up, emailed, comments, letters and reception reports, all from you, our listeners, and we'll share some of those with you on this program. Now, quickly, before we get to the recession reports, we would like to ask you a small favor. While we know that most of the listeners who tune into this particular program prefer to do so using shortwave radio receivers, we also know that some of you sometimes have to resort to other means due to poor conditions or whatnot. So we would like to ask you what all your preferred listening choices are from shortwave, web streaming or Wink, AOD, Kong, podcast, satellite radio, AOD. AM, FM, and mobile apps, or any other means I may have missed, tell us all of the methods that you turn to in order to listen to KBS World Radio. Right, and there are quite a lot. Mm -hmm. So if you listen to more than one, please do tell us all of them. And of course, you can contact us via email at english at kbs.co.kr or by Facebook message at facebook.com forward slash English KBS or along with your online reception reports. And we know we... Do ask the same question every year on our annual survey. But if it's not too much trouble, we would like to ask you to tell us this one extra time. And we are aware that our email server was kind of uh, backblocked mm-hmm. earlier this week, but that has been solved. So feel free to email us. And as you know, we conducted some test transmissions for the upcoming spring shortwave frequency adjustments. And we would like to express our heartfelt gratitude to everyone who took the time to check them out and send us reports. So we'll focus most of today's program on the reports on the test transmissions so that you can see the results from varying regions as well. And the first test transmission was on 11.810 megahertz from 2300 to 2400 hours UTC towards Europe, which is just an hour later than our regular broadcast on the same frequency. And what we found in general from the reception reports was that while it was slightly better than the 2200 hour UTC broadcast, it was still not heard as well as we had hoped in Europe. For example, our UK monitor Nick 
Sharp tried to tune into our test transmissions on both March 6th and 7th, but on both days he was unable to get any reception and he rated the Simpo as one across the board. And Nick, we did receive your email some time ago when you suggested that we try 3.955 megahertz or other low frequencies since 11.810 megahertz was just not cutting it in Europe. Now, please know that we did actually relay this message to the tech team before the test transmissions were set. But for some reason, they decided to give 11.810 megahertz another go. Now, we are not sure what the reason is. But we do know that they have their reasons Mm -hmm. for their decision. Um, But please do know that your suggestion did not go unheard. And thank you so much, as always, for all of your wonderful suggestions and your feedback. Listener Vladimir Roskov of Russia also tuned into the test transmission on 11.810 MHz on March 6 from 2300 to 2330 hours UTC using a Deegan 1103 receiver with a 40 meter long antenna. He rated the Simpo 25442, so the recession was not very good in Russia either. However, the broadcast was picked up in better condition in other parts of the world. For example, listener Hiroshi Koneko of Japan said that he tuned into us via 11.810 megahertz from 2300 to 2310 hours UTC on March 6 with the JRC NRD545 receiver and an ALA1530 plus antenna. And he gave the broadcast a simple rating of 45444. Now granted, they're practically our next door neighbor, so that might have something to do with the stronger signal, but here's where it gets kind of odd. It seems the broadcast also did fairly well in South America. Listener Jose Ronaldo Javier of Brazil sent us an email listening to us on March 6th from 2300 to 2335 hours UTC on 11.810 megahertz. And he used a Texan S2000 receiver with a long wire antenna and rated the simple 35433. So it was pretty good and he gave us some details of what he could hear which were mostly songs since it was a k-pop connection that he was tuned into and he also added some comments as well he wrote kbs has a fair signal and modulation in the scheduled time test at 2300 to 2400 UTC with a simple evaluation 35433. Fair signal, no other station interference, only a slight noise and fair modulation. But he also noted that the regular B16 broadcast at 11.810 megahertz from 2200 to 2300 hours UTC is actually heard better than the test transmission with a simple evaluation of 45544. So that is definitely something to take note of. And thank you very much, Jose, for all of that information. Now, however, the situation was a bit different in Chile, it seems. Listener Claudio Galaz actually wrote, Dear friends of KBS English Service, I am reporting reception of your test. I can tell you that this hour had a better signal than the 2200 to 2300 hour UTC time slot in my QTH or position slash longitude and latitude. And the K-pop program had very good music and information. Cheers in 73. 
Well, Claudio gave us loads of information about what he could hear and said that he heard us on 11.810 megahertz from 2300 to 2400 hours UTC using a Texan PL660 receiver and a 40 meter long wire aerial antenna set three meters above the ground. And he rated the Simpo as four across the board with splatters from Brazil Central on 11.810. 5 megahertz. Now, although he gave the same for across the board rating for our 2200 to 2300 hours UTC broadcast on the same frequency just a couple of days earlier, there must have been some difference for him because he said that the signal was better for the 2300 UTC test transmission. Well, thank you very much for that information, Claudio. And we actually had another Chilean listener email us a similar report. Listener Jorge Andres Duniga dropped by our online recession report board to tell us that he tuned in to us from 2300 to 2340 hours UTC on 11.810 megahertz on March 6th using a Kobe CXCB12 receiver with a 7 meter long wire antenna, which yielded a simpo of 54444. Thank you very much for that report, Jorge. Now, frankly, personally, I think this is the first time that I'm actually disappointed to hear of a good reception. I'm a little confused as to how the broadcast intended for Europe is being heard better than ever in practically the opposite end of the globe. Mm -hmm. But it's also true that we haven't received too many reports from Europe just yet. So I would like to think that some of them are still on their way via snail mail or uh, they're just uh, our listeners are just writing up the report as we speak. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you know, we were only able to look at the online and email reports so far this week. So I hope that I would be able to hear some good news from Europe sooner than later. If you're listening right now, we are still waiting for your reports. (laughs) Yes. Now, continuing with the test transmission results, listener Eddie Setiwan of Indonesia emailed us after listening to our test transmission on 9.525 megahertz on March 6th, along with some audio files. Now, unfortunately, the listening condition was quite poor and he rated the simple 11441 with splash and co-channel interference at 1410 UTC. And 31441 at 1515 UTC. Well, it's not good news, but of course, thank you very much for your report, Eddie. Over in Bangladesh, according to our monitor, D1 Rafiqul Islam or Rana, the test transmission on 9.525 megahertz was actually heard better than our regular broadcasts on 9.640 megahertz and 9.570 megahertz. It still wasn't all that great, though. On March 6, he heard us from 1400 to 1600 hours UTC using a Grundig YB80 receiver with a long wire antenna. He rated the Simpo 32333, so it was only fair and uh, he said that the signal was good and there was no noise but there was interference by China Radio International Chinese Language Service. Similarly on the following day he tuned into 9.525 megahertz from 1400 to 1600 hours UTC once again and rated the simple 33433 once again noting the CRI interference. Thank you very much for that Rana.
And the reception condition appears to have been also not so good in the intended target area of India. Listener Babul Gupta tuned into us on March 6th from 1400 to 1432 hours UTC using an ICOM IC R75 receiver with a 168 meter long wire antenna beaming towards Japan. He rated the symbol 32322, noting poor signal strength and heavy QRM from Voice of Indonesia on the same frequency. He gave us some details about the programs he heard and also sent us several audio files that he recorded of our broadcast and it was actually quite hard to hear what was being said in parts due to some booming noise and interference. Well, thank you for sending us the report and the recordings. It's always really interesting to hear what we sound like around the world. Mm-hmm. Now, listener Mahesh Jain in Delhi, India, also sent us a similar report. He heard us on March 7th on 9.525 megahertz from 1430 to 1500 hours UTC using a Texan PL660 receiver with a long wire antenna attached to the telescopic antenna of his radio. He rated the simple 22332, gave us some details about the programs he heard and also wrote. After that program was not at all audible due to interference, from a voice of Indonesia broadcast on the same frequency, i.e. 9.525 megahertz. I request you to not to adopt this frequency for India. I tuned in from my Texan PL660 due to interference. I tried it on sync LSB mode. I was able to hear it for some time, but it caused lots of problem because the voice was mixing with voice of Indonesia, uh, which was a very strong signal. So thank you very much for your report, Mahesh. Well, last but not least, our last test transmission was on 9.880 megahertz from 1400 to 1600 hours UTC, and this broadcast also targeted India. And fortunately, this one went noticeably more smoothly than the other tests. Our monitor, Shazi Jabir of Pakistan, left us an online reception report to inform us that he tuned into us on 9.880 megahertz on. On March 8th, from 1400 to 1600 hours UTC, and Shasid reported the simple was 34434, and he wrote that the transmission service on 9.880 megahertz is fine. We listened to the music program on this frequency. Well, thank you very much for all of that information, and we're happy to hear that at least this test transmission was quite good. Mm-hmm. Another one of our monitors, Mohammed Shamim S. of India, also tuned in to us from 1400 to 1600 hours UTC on March 8th via 9.880 megahertz. He used a Grundig YB80 receiver with a 20-meter long wire antenna and rated the simple 4 across the board for the first hour and 34333 for the second hour. He gave us lots of details of the programs he heard and also wrote, Today, your signal in 31-meter band at 9.880 megahertz was good for reception in my area from 1400 to 1500 hours UTC. From 1500 hours UTC, China Radio International's English service jammed the KBS frequency. It gave me average reception, strong co-channeling. In the background, we heard the China radio program. 
It's the Chinese programs again, mm-hmm. but thank you very much, Mohammed. The co-channeling issue is definitely unfortunate, but it is good to know that the first hour wasn't bad at the very least. Yes, let's look at the bright side. Mm-hmm. Well, the frequency was not actually that well received closer to home. Listener Mikio Kohara of Japan wrote that he tuned into us on our 9.880 megahertz test transmission on March 8th using an ICOM ICR75 receiver with a 1.6 meter long rod type antenna and he seemed to have started to tune in a little bit early from about 1350 UTC and could not listen for long due to strong interferences. He rated the simpo as 21231 and wrote... I had the pleasure of listening to your English test broadcasting for India. There was poor signal and interference, so the condition was bad in Osaka, Japan. Condition of wave for the English test transmission on 9.880 MHz at 1400 UTC was poor to very poor for listening due to interference by Radio Romania's International's Russian service. Well, we are sorry to hear about that. And I think that's the first time we've heard about this particular radio station Mm -hmm. interfering with us. So thank you very much for informing us about that. And of course, that's all the time we have for the letters, emails and reception reports from you today. We'll be sure to send out the corresponding QSL cards to everyone who requested. And now it's time to take a peek into the KBS World Radio's mailroom with our mail correspondent, Yoon Ha Lee. Here is Inside the Mailbox. Hello and welcome to Inside the Mailbox. I'm Yoon Ha Lee. In this weekly corner, I share updated information from our Facebook page as well as events and answer listeners' inquiries. Also, I tell you how to navigate our KBS World Radio English Service website. First up, let's go over to our Facebook page. Starting this week, we aired a new Tuesday program called The Korea Travelogue. I hope you all had the chance to listen to the first episode this past Tuesday, but don't worry if you missed it because you can listen again on our KBS World Radio website. We posted the link to the Listen Again page on our Facebook, so make sure to check the posting. And please continue to join us every Tuesday on our journey around Korea with host Jenny Jo. To take a look at the posting, head on over to our English Service Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash English KBS. Now let's move on to website directions. As I just mentioned, the Korea Travelogue page has been newly added to our KBS World Radio website since the first episode aired on March 7th, which was this past Tuesday. You can access the new program page either by the Facebook link or directly on our official website. On the main page, scroll down to the middle of the page and above the K-pop connection message board image, you'll find rectangular images that show the special features of the week. Click to number 2 that says the Korea Travelogue, Sachon Part 1, Wander Through the Back Streets. Click on the image to reach the Listen Again page. As you can tell from the title, the destination for the very first episode of the Korea Travelogue was Sachon, a neighborhood located west of the Gyeongbokgung Palace in Seoul. To listen again to the program, click on the blue Listen button right below the program image. 
Next to the Listen button are Share buttons for you to share the Korea Travel Log page on your Facebook, Twitter, and other social media. Also on the page, you can see several videos and photos from our adventure in Sachon. If you place your mouse on the photo, arrows will appear so you can scroll through even more. In the first episode of the new program, we introduced three places to visit in Sachun, the Hanok village in Tongidong, the Sokpung guesthouse, and the house of Isang. Next week, we will continue to explore around Sachun, so please stay tuned for Sachun Part 2. To find the Korea Travel Log page, head on over to our KBS World Radio English Service website, world.kbs.co.kr slash English. And that's it for this week's Inside the Mailbox. Until next time, this is Yoon Ha Lee. Have a nice weekend! Well, that's all we have for you this week on KBS Listener's Lounge. We hope you enjoyed the show. This has been Emily Jennings. And this has been Kim Ji-yeon. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a wonderful weekend. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.